Wrestling with the Basics is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. We're on a mission from God. something completely different. John Lukowski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I have right here next to me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. And have you got all the beer cans and everything cleaned up from the brew and the loo last See, week? It's not or? beer lined anymore, it's just beer can lined. <laughs> beer can and, you know, it's uh, quite the mess. No. <laughs> No, they do a great job cleaning up. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that that event has just grown in popularity so much. It used to be held at the seminary, Concordia Seminary yeah, here in yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, not so big. It's, just, it's outgrew it. So now it's at Francis Park around the uh, reflecting pond there. You just got to be careful yeah. you don't fall into the reflecting stagger pond. into the reflecting <laughs> pond. That's when you know you've, you've overindulged. Well, and it's not so deep you're going to drown. It's just by a few inches. That's you know, right. You just get, get a little wet. wet. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you know, who would have thought Lutherans and beer? Who would have thought that would have gone over so Oh, look so at that. Well? I know. Who would have guessed? Big know. success, though. Big hit. Before we get started, we're doing the widow of the name from Luke chapter 7, if you want to look it up at home. Uh, um, but I, we always like to do something that are practical value for people as well. I'm not that not studying God's Word is no, practical. No, but a public service public, to the community. Thank you. That's the phrase, public service. So did you see this guy that won the uh, award, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize for uh, uh, Literature? I, I did not. You didn't? Okay. What, what was, I, 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 I saw remember. that the words came out recently, but big, I did not know what the... long name. Okay. The kind of name that a guy would win a Nobel Prize <laughs> in literature would have. It, you his, know? His, his middle name was not Jolly. <laughs> no, no. Nor was it Clark. Or Youngblood. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, what I thought was interesting, and here's this will be of help to all of the uh, husbands that we have listening to our show this morning. Uh, the reason he said he was able to write this, this great work of literature, this Nobel Prize work, of literature is that during that time his wife did all of the work at home everything she did the cleaning she did the dishes she paid the bills she swept the floors if there was anything that needed to be done around the house his wife did it for him so he could write this great uh, novel think of what potential we have john that's something no if wonder. only lynn and lisa right no wonder we have not been able to write a, a Nobel Prize winning work of literature because, you know, we just, help out with all I these just things. Just think of the caliber of jokes we could have on Rest of the Basics if everything <laughs> else was right. taken care of. <laughs> That's right. The quality think, of programming would This just could be a skyrocket. Nobel Prize winning show. <laughs> Do they have a Nobel Prize for radio? I don't item? know. They, they should. should. <laughs> they would. That's right. If we weren't. So there you go. That and there might be other factors why we haven't done anything Nobel Prize winning, but certainly that's one of the factors to consider, dear yeah. wives. So does does his wife get the prize money? I'm wondering then if it's all because of oh, her an effort and work. Because I think it's like a million bucks it for is. these Nobel Prize. I'll have prizes. to read a little closer and see how that all worked out then. <laughs> 
Uh, I did understand that he was now willing to kind of help with the chores once the, he was done with the novel. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants Writer, it's your turn to do the watch. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We wanted to share that with you, though. The Widow of Nain, uh, Luke 7. You ever done this one story before? The Widow of Nain. Uh, I, have I preached on it? I don't know. Uh, oh, it's, sure it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good one. I should have if I haven't because it, it it's great. It's, it's a good it's a good account. <laughs> well, it's glad, all, all the stuff in the Bible glad, is pretty good, though, right? I'm glad. So this this particular text today has the approval of Matt Clark. That's right. Yeah, God, way to go on this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, well, see, see, the reason we're asking these questions for for if anyone's wondering, because I'm doing the one year lectionary, Matt's doing the three year lectionary, and yes. they're not they're not always the same. No. Yeah, a lot of times. In fact, we've run across the things that surprised me that they weren't part of the three-year lecture. you got three years. You think you would have covered it, but there's a few lessons that aren't. I'm pretty sure you do this one in the Gospel of Luke. So, if not, uh, we should. You should. That's right. So this, let's see, what are you on? You're in your Matthew right now? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So two, two years from now, make sure you don't preach on the epistle or do one of your sermon series like you do all the time. You young guys, you do sermon series. Sermon series. So just take it. In fact, if you're doing a sermon series, for the sake of my buddy, uh, Pastor John, we're going to take a break and do the widow of Nain. The widow of Nain. Yeah. Well, my point is, is there any comments you'd like to make just in kind of thinking about the? You, you know the story, whether you've actually preached on it before, don't yes. you? Yes. Okay. As I alluded to the last week, it involves beer. There's a beer <laughs> in the story. This is the only gospel kind I know of <laughs> beer. that talks about a beer. <laughs> You know, there are even certain standards that wrestling with the basics must conform to. And I'm, sure, I'm thinking that, that, might actually, the mark, huh? that might actually be lower. Oh, no, that's saying something. Oh, man, I'm sorry. That really would be an insult. No, it's okay. It's to our standards. No, so the funeral... It probably, probably reflects our standards. Well, see, if Lisa would do more on the house, it would have been... <laughs> That would have been better. All right. Oh, All right. no. Hold on. Hold I, on. I, I really hope our wives you know are not listening to this to episode. Here. You know what we have to oh, do. Where shit. is it? Oh, <laughs> where is it? Which one? There it is. All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I, I this, okay, foolishness okay. aside, yeah. great account. And part of the reason is because someone's raised from the dead for crying out yeah. loud. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. anytime someone's raised from the dead, that's a pretty big deal. It's kind of, it reminds me though of another episode where the dead is ra- are raised. Yeah. Um, that came a whole lot earlier. Uh, that account where it's, it, it's another widow's son, yeah. uh, Elijah, and the widow, not of Nain, but of Zarephath. Yeah. Um, in fact, we just talked about that recently. That was in the Sunday school lessons uh, not not too long ago uh, that we use over Ascension. But uh, so that uh, I see a lot of parallels between those two stories. Now, I got to ask you a question because that actually was the Old Testament lesson that's in the one year lesson. Oh, that goes go with, with this. this. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is that the same widow then that had to give him what little oil she had exact left? Exact same flour? one. Yeah. So okay. It's it's a, so it's that account where. Uh, Elijah goes to King Ahab and says, it ain't going to rain till God says it's going to yeah, rain again. Yeah. And so God provides for, well, and well, probably because he's worshiping Baal. Not a good idea. Baal, who, by the way, is the God of, guess what? Thund- rain? Thunder, thunder, lightning, rain, kind of like a <laughs> Thor type figure, right? So right? God says, well, yeah, I'll show you how, how powerful yeah. Baal is. I'm not going to let it rain <laughs> until I say it is. So then, uh, 
you know, to kind of make a long story short here, Elijah goes to this brook where God provides for him uh, with those ravens that bring oh, him I love the ravens bread the and food. meat yeah. twice yeah. a day. I'm always wondering, where are they getting this bread and meat from Good anyway? Good point. So obviously it's coming from God there too, I isn't think it's it? Ahab's kitchen is where it's <laughs> coming from. <laughs> Get those birds out of my kitchen. Uh, no, it's, it's from God, certainly. Yeah. Ultimately from God. The brook dries up, though, and he has to move yeah. on. So God sends him to this town of Zarephath. A Gentile yeah. town, by the way. This is not God's people. Exactly. So all these unexpected things. A Gentile town, and then to this woman who's a widow. Yeah. Not only that, but a widow has to also care for a son. Yeah. I mean, if you think you're going to find a free meal from someone, it's probably not a Gentile widow woman with a son to feed, too. Who also has no food. In fact, this is all I got is this little oil, and I know he's going to make something for me and my son, and then we we're going to die. And it's a, a really sad yeah, story. Yeah, it is sad. And then Elijah says, not so fast make some for me first and and god will okay provide. yeah thanks elijah <laughs> i know yeah yeah we're right elijah sure i'll, I'll let my son know that right away yeah. that some stranger showed up i'm gonna feed him before i feed you kid well you know she does this with yeah. it's in really an act of faith in this word that the prophet shares although she calls him your lord yeah, you ask about it. You talk about it being an act of faith, but she doesn't profess that it's her Lord. It's your Lord, your Elijah. Lord. But yeah. there's also this line where it says that God is 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 lined up this widow or spoken to this yeah. widow. So we don't we don't get any details. But did he somehow prep her for this? You know, we, we wonder about that. How that might have worked. Well, you kind of get that feeling. Maybe she had a vision, had a dream that yeah. someone was yeah. going to come to her. Because it is kind of strange that she would just up and say, "Well, okay, I'll do this for mm-hmm. you." Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then uh, daily, God provides. Then enough flour and oil for them to continue to eat to sustain them throughout this drought. We get the impression it's not not you know it's not this lavish meal that no. God provides, but just literally daily bread. The oil never wear runs out, nor does the flour ever run out. Isn't it's that amazing? Just yeah. Always more there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But then uh, the the lady's son becomes sick. Now this is after though the rain has started though, right? Am I am I remembering the context of that? No, well, oh, well, that's check okay. It out, but there are people that actually no, I, no, pay no, attention. No, I, I think it's I think it's before it starts. Is it yeah, okay? I'm pretty All sure. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know things are looking bad, and the lady gets kind of upset with Elijah and says, well, well, "What's the deal so. here, Elijah?" Yeah, thanks a lot. Now yeah. you've taken my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elijah seems to get a little. A little testy with God almost and cries oh, out yeah. to God. Says, God, what's going on? You provided for us and you led me here and now he's dead. Um, and I, is that okay to do that? To, to cry out to God? It and, is. That's the neat thing about that yeah. story. You can do that to God. I, he's a big guy. He won't go off and pout in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's it. You know, that, you know, we don't want to cry and pout and complain maybe to other people about God. Nope. That's Compla- called grumbling. Compla- that's not yeah, a good that's thing. Grumbling. you got to complain, complain to God. Go to the band upstairs. Yeah, complain to God himself because, he, you know, he's God after all. He can take it. And then, yeah. you know, half the Psalms are people complaining to God. And that's that's God's word, too. So then uh, the, Elijah lays over this, this son three times and he's brought back to life. Yeah. And then he brings him back downstairs to the, the mom and uh, thanks be to God. And doesn't she say something to the effect that now I know the word of yeah, the Lord yeah. is true? Yeah. Yes. That actually, at that point, if there was a question about her faith, no, she has faith. She yeah. has faith. Yeah. yeah. The dead have been raised. Yeah. Now, the dead being raised doesn't always create faith, but in this case, it, it sure seems like it. Well, God's word course, connected to that raising. Having mentioned that, that's the irony of this this text. Uh, he's going to raise this uh, young man from the dead. He will then go on and raise his dear friend uh, Lazarus from the dead. Yep. And yet people are still going to want to kill him. 
Yeah. His enemies still don't change at all. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, even after Jesus himself raises from the dead, still people don't still believe. don't believe. Yeah. Even yeah. if, yeah. oh, boy. So, can you start reading Yeah, the story let's get then? into it. So, this yeah. is uh, for those following at home, Luke 7, I begin with verse 11. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And, and so so uh, I've been doing Luther, because Luther actually writes on all of the one-year lectionary things, uh, and Luther points out what a beautiful picture you have from Luke here, because you've got two parades, right? You've got the parade of death, mm-hmm. the funeral uh, procession with the, the, the body on the 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 beer the beer <laughs> okay. uh, and yet on the other hand as they're coming out of this uh, name with this very sad thing you have this rather joyous uh, celebrative parade being led by Jesus Christ and, and so now we have the conflict of the two parades they're gonna who's gonna give way here right because you only got one road you know we got one parade and going one way one parade going the other way. Uh, um, so that that's kind of just a very powerful picture that, that yeah, we stark here. contrast. Yep, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you want to keep on reading? Sure. Well, I mean, just that poor lady. You know, she's a widow, oh, yeah. so her husband died, and now her sons died too. I mean, just the sadness, the grief, but also just the how destitute she must have been, especially in those days. You know, her, her husband's gone, now her son's gone. What what's she gonna do? And it, it emphasizes her only son. And well, that's right. So there's no other siblings. Yeah, she's on her own. You no. Know? Uh, and and it does demonstrate the helplessness of this situation. That there's just nothing that can be done. Yeah. I mean, what possibly? There's nothing. It's sad. It's terrible. And there's no possible hope in this situation. It's completely, completely hopeless. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Verse thirteen. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, "Do not weep." Then he came up and touched the beer. Yeah, the yeah. Ba- the, the thing he was laying on it had nothing to do with Budweiser or Miller. <laughs> Thanks for the clears. Yeah. yeah, okay. Not the in the loo. No, it's <laughs> it's the funeral beer. Yeah. And the bearers stood. Oh yeah, we love to have the beer stood at still. the funerals. <laughs> funeral no, beer. no, not, not well, that's not, not what I meant. Not the beer after the funeral. No, this is. I, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you brought it up. Go ahead. Keep reading. I was just trying to bring clarity to the <laughs> for the listeners. Okay. <laughs> All right, the thing the guy's laying on. All right. (laughs) And the bear stood still. And Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise. I'm going to stop there because I think it's important for us to reflect that we are in these same parades at the same time. Everybody listening to us right now is in the parade of death. Uh, You're either the guy that died. Well, probably not many (laughs) listeners fit that part. But others, some will, some have. Right? Sure, sure. Some That's listen, a sad sure. thing. We, we've had a lot of faithful listeners who are no longer listening to Wrestling of the Basics unless we're available in heaven. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We'll we're find out. Sure. We'll we find that. out. And maybe do you think they'll have podcasts up there of Wrestling of the Basics? <laughs> I don't know. We can always hope, I guess. But but you're you're in that funeral procession. You're either the one dead. Uh, you're the one mourning. Yeah, there may be yeah. people listening right now that are mourning because they've lost some loved ones, and maybe they're like this woman. Maybe they've lost all their loved ones because that happens. That's a reality too. That happens. Or we're the ones carrying the beer. <laughs> Why did we even get off on that? But, but, so you know, and that's right. We're carrying along the other. I want to be the one carrying the beer. <laughs> 
knowing that someday somebody's going to be carrying us too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but see, here's the thing. Here's what you, everyone listen to us right now, because if you're listening with wrestling with the basics, this is true of you. This is a remarkable to think because people are listening to wrestling with the basics. This is true that you're also part of this grand procession led by Jesus Christ. You're part of that procession, too. It's important for you to realize, yeah, I'm part of that parade going on because that's what's going to make all the difference. Yeah, we're all going to have our own little funeral services. We're all going to end up dying. I've done my funeral arrangements, by the way. I've, I haven't paid for it yet, but I've made all my plans. But I'm also going to be part of this great parade of Jesus Christ because what happens when the parade of death meets the parade of Jesus Christ, Matt? Well, life wins in the end. Well, let's show us that. Right? Read the next verse, yeah. Okay. Uh, he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his, his people. And this report about him spread throughout the all, whole of Judea and the surrounding country. Hey, the end of the Lord's Prayer was in there. Yeah, look they at that. They glorified God. We, we, for we thine is the kingdom week. and the power and the glory. Amen. Yeah. yeah. yeah I did not even know that was going to come up, but it works out good. And maybe that's why we say that, because we know. We know how it's all going to end in death, but we also know how it's all going to end in life. So so tell me, anything that strikes you about how Jesus brings life to this son, though? Sure. Well, I verse 13, he says... He sees this woman, yeah, widow, son is dead, and Jesus, you know, he doesn't just walk by callously. It's not like Jesus had more important things to do. He's in his parade, you know, and <laughs> like you keep bringing up, but but he says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm leading the parade. I don't need time for you. <laughs> but, you know, he has compassion, compassion That's the word. for her. Well, yeah. you know, when I think of us, how, you know, we, we, we see funeral processions go by on the road and we just, we just, they're an inconvenience. Come on, get out of the way. You're going slow with the flashes on. But Jesus, he, he knows this, he sees this woman and, and he has compassion. And, and that word, you know, the Greek word is probably that weary, weird, weird, like yeah. yeah. So yeah. this, this gut compassion, yeah. this deep compassion, this love that he has for this woman. And I think, uh, I think it's just fantastic. That, that that's our God. That's our God. That's our Savior. And like you pointed out, for us who are in that funeral procession, He has compassion for on us too. Do, do you think it's a fluke? Do you think it's just a coincidence that Jesus happened to be going into the city of Nain at the same time the widow was going out of the city? Probably of Nain? not, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jesus knows what He's doing. So, so we had the story a few weeks ago about the ten lepers, and Jesus, again, purposely goes so that he can see them and hear them. But the point is, he knew their problem even before they cried sure. out to him. And you know what? That's what's neat about this text. Because you might be thinking, well, of course, what is neat is the resurrection of the dead, as you pointed out. Mm -hmm. We don't get a lot of those, mm -hmm. right? What, no. we, we got uh, uh, that little girl, uh, Talitha yep. Kuhn, yep. the 12-year-old. We got Lazarus. That's got it, Lazarus in the Gospels, and then, yeah, Jesus himself, and yeah. Okay. Uh, so we don't get that a lot. So that is certainly one of the reasons why this is an important text. But I think it's also important because nobody asked Jesus to do anything in this text. Uh, the ten mm -hmm. lepers cry out, Lord, uh, have mercy on us. Uh, we had the, the deaf and dumb guy that uh, his friends bring them and, and call upon yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Bartimaeus, he, he keeps crying oh, yeah. out to Jesus, right? So you got a whole host of stories yeah. like that. But I think this is what this is important, that you would understand, as you've already pointed out, the Lord Jesus has compassion on you even before you've prayed. 
In fact, that's exactly why we do pray. It's mm -hmm. not so that he will be compassionate, but because we know he is a God who has compassion on us. And that's what's so great about this story. And, and it's a great to be coming up here in October as we are getting ready to celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Yeah, the end of the month. And the heart of the Reformation is that we're saved not by works, but by faith. And I think this is a perfect illustration of this. Because this maybe this woman didn't even know who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. She certainly doesn't go running up to him and say, oh, Lord, please, can you uh, raise my son from the dead? If she did know him, I'm assuming she thought, well, yeah, he can heal the sick, but this guy's dead. He can't do anything about that. But isn't that a remarkable thing? It is. The compassion, the mercy, the grace of God. And that's what it's all about, people. So yeah. don't sit there and think about whether you're good enough or whether you're worthy enough. No, this is the kind of God you have. He's He's going to take care of you even if you don't call upon him, but all the more reason to call upon him then because he is that kind of God of compassion and mercy. Yeah, and it caused him to stoop down and become one of us and even become oh, even become unclean. Because oh, I, I think that's you, the Matt. other thing that's going to yeah, need here is he yeah. touches the beer, the casket. The casket. And you're not supposed to be good Jews don't touch dead bodies nope, you know i'm thinking nope. he probably want to avoid that but yet he reaches out even with compassion and with that touch himself really becoming ceremonially unclean um but willing to do that for the sake of this young man yeah isn't that ironic so he does the very thing that would make you and i separate from god yeah because if you're unclean well then you can't come to the lord that's why they wouldn't do it then they couldn't worship but yeah, you're right. Jesus Christ comes down and yeah. does what yeah. would have made us unclean and then so, so that we would be clean. Exactly. Yeah. And ultimately becomes unclean on the cross, bearing this man's sins and this mother's sins and our sins uh, on Calvary. And the other thing that's neat about this, and, and I hope everybody rejoices in this, is how does he raise the boy from the dead? He speaks his word. Yeah. 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 Which if you think about it, Jesus, the guy's dead. <laughs> He can't I know. hear you, Jesus. I know. We, we do. We talk to dead people a yeah. lot. But really, but no, see, that's if Jesus talks to you, then you'll be alive. Yeah. And in fact, think about that, people. Right now, we are talking to you. And in a spiritual sense, what happens here is happening even as you and I speak. Man. There yeah. are people out there whose very spirits are being made alive. Certainly not by the words of Matt and John. Nope. Uh, I think we've established that. <laughs> this episode more than others. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly by the words of Jesus. It's just remarkable. And you know what? Tonight, you're going to go do a church service. And tomorrow morning, we're going to do worship. And we're going to do the same thing that happened in this text. We're going to speak the word of Jesus, and people are spiritually going to be made to alive. And because of that spiritual new life, this is also going to be true, isn't it? Someday they will also be physically raised from the dead. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing too, because you know this this young man, he's going to be carried out on a bier again someday, right? Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. mom won't be there anymore, but maybe other people will be mourning, maybe a spouse or a child. Uh, but that's the difference with Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead and is never to die again. Lives and reigns for all eternity. And promises, as you alluded to, to come back and to say to us, perhaps in the grave at that time, arise, and we will rise. And, you know, it, it is good for us to remember that because uh, the, the husband here, he's not brought back from the dead. We, we all are going to live in a world where we will lose our loved ones. But, but the promises about what's going to happen in the future, and, and in fact, isn't that neat at the end, literally everyone who's ever lived, who's ever died, will be raised by the voice of Jesus 
Now, the wonderful thing is we will know, because, you know, the Bible says that at the end, uh, every name, uh, every knee will bow, everyone will proclaim him Lord. But the great thing about everyone listening to us right now is we'll know that he's more than just Lord. He's more than just the guy in control of death and life. Mm -hmm. But he's also our friend and our savior, the guy who died for us, the man who's prepared a place for us in our father's mansions. That's so great to know, because at some time this is going to happen. Anything else, Matt? I think that about covers a good account, John. And uh, thanks be to God for a God, a Savior who has compassion on guys like you and me and on um, people like our listeners. Truly, if he could have compassion on guys like you and me, he certainly has to have <laughs> compassion on the people listening There's to There's hope us. for the think? world, right? <laughs> God's blessings to you. This has been Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics. Wrestling with the Basics is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.